0: Leviticus 13 1-59. Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron. When someone has a swelling or rash or bright spot on his skin that could become an infectious skin disease, he must be brought to Aaron the priest or to one of his sons who is a priest. The priest is to examine the infection on his skin, and if the hair in the infection has turned white and the sore appears to be deeper than the skin, it is a skin disease. After the priest examines him, he must pronounce him unclean. If, however, the spot on his skin is white and does not appear to be deeper than the skin, and the hair in it has not turned white, the priest shall isolate the infected person for seven days. On the seventh day the priest is to re-examine him, and if he sees that the infection is unchanged and has not spread on the skin, the priest must isolate him for another seven days. The priest will examine him again on the seventh day, and if the sore has faded and has not spread on the skin, the priest shall pronounce him clean, it is a rash. The person must wash his clothes and be clean. But if the rash spreads further on his skin after he has shown himself to the priest for his cleansing, he must present himself again to the priest. The priest will re examine him, and if the rash has spread on the skin, the priest must pronounce him unclean, he has a skin disease. When anyone develops a skin disease, he must be brought to the priest. The priest will examine him, and if there is a white swelling on the skin that has turned the hair white, and there is raw flesh in the swelling, it is a chronic skin disease, and the priest must pronounce him unclean. He need not isolate him, for he is unclean. But if the skin disease breaks out all over his skin so that it covers all the skin of the infected person from head to foot, as far as the priest can see. The priest shall examine him, and if the disease has covered his entire body, he is to pronounce the infected person clean. Since it has all turned white, he is clean. But whenever raw flesh appears on someone, he will be unclean. When the priest sees the raw flesh, he must pronounce him unclean. The raw flesh is unclean, it is a skin disease but if the raw flesh changes and turns white, he must go to the priest. The priest will re-examine him, and if the infection has turned white, the priest is to pronounce the infected person clean, then he is clean. When a boil appears on someone's skin and it heals, and a white swelling or a reddish-white spot develops where the boil was, he must present himself to the priest. The priest shall examine it, and if it appears to be beneath the skin and the hair and it has turned white, the priest shall pronounce him unclean, it is a diseased infection that has broken out in the boil. But when the priest examines it, if there is no white hair in it, and it is not beneath the skin and has faded, the priest shall isolate him for seven days. If it spreads any further on the skin, the priest must pronounce him unclean, it is an infection. But if the spot remains unchanged and does not spread, it is only the scar from the boil, and the priest shall pronounce him clean. When there is a burn on someone's skin and the raw area of the burn becomes reddish white or white, the priest must examine it. If the hair in the spot has turned white and the spot appears to be deeper than the skin, it is a disease that has broken out in the burn. The priest must pronounce him unclean, it is a diseased infection. But if the priest examines it and there is no white hair in the spot, and it is not beneath the skin but has faded, the priest shall isolate him for seven days. On the seventh day the priest is to re-examine him, and if it has spread further on the skin, the priest must pronounce him unclean, it is a diseased infection. But if the spot is unchanged and has not spread on the skin but has faded, it is a swelling from the burn and the priest is to pronounce him clean, for it is only the scar from the burn. If a man or woman has an infection on the head or chin, the priest shall examine the infection, and if it appears to be deeper than the skin and the hair and it is yellow and thin, the priest must pronounce him unclean, it is a scaly outbreak, an infectious disease of the head or chin. But if the priest examines the scaly infection and it does not appear to be deeper than the skin, and there is no black hair in it. the priest shall isolate the infected person for seven days on the seventh day. The priest is to re-examine the infection, and if the scaly outbreak has not spread and there is no yellow hair in it, and it does not appear to be deeper than the skin, then the person must shave himself except for the scaly area. Then the priest shall isolate him for another seven days on the seventh day. The priest shall examine the scaly outbreak, and if it is not spread on the skin and does not appear to be deeper than the skin, the priest is to pronounce him clean. He must wash his clothes, and he will be clean. If, however, the scaly outbreak spreads further on the skin after his cleansing. The priest is to examine him, and if the scaly outbreak has spread on the skin, the priest need not look for yellow hair, the person is unclean. If, however, in his sight the scaly outbreak is unchanged and black hair has grown in it, then it has healed. He is clean, and the priest is to pronounce him clean. When a man or a woman has white spots on the skin. The priest shall examine them, and if the spots are dull white, it is a harmless rash that has broken out on the skin, the person is clean. Now, if a man loses his hair and is bald, he is still clean. Or if his hairline recedes and he is bald on his forehead, he is still clean. But if there is a reddish white sore on the bald head or forehead, it is an infectious disease breaking out on it. The priest is to examine him, and if the swelling of the infection on his bald head or forehead is reddish white like a skin disease, the man is diseased, he is unclean. The priest must pronounce him unclean because of the infection on his head. A diseased person must wear torn clothes and let his hair hang loose, and he must cover his mouth and cry out, unclean, unclean. As long as he has the infection, he remains unclean. He must live alone in a place outside the camp. If any fabric is contaminated with mildew any wool or linen garment, any weave or knit of linen or wool, or any article of leather. And if the mark in the fabric, leather, Weave, knit, or leather article is green or red, then it is contaminated with mildew and must be shown to the priest. And the priest is to examine the mildew and isolate the contaminated fabric for seven days. On the seventh day, the priest shall re examine it, and if the mildew has spread in the fabric, weave, knit, or leather, then regardless of how it is used, it is a harmful mildew, the article is unclean. He is to burn the fabric, weave, or knit, whether the contaminated item is wool or linen or leather. Since the mildew is harmful, the article must be burned up. But when the priest re-examines it, if the mildew has not spread in the fabric, weave, knit, or leather article, the priest is to order the contaminated article to be washed and isolated for another seven days. After it has been washed, the priest is to re-examine it, and if the mildewed article has not changed in appearance, it is unclean. Even though the mildew has not spread, you must burn it, whether the rod is on the front or back. If the priest examines it and the mildew has faded after it has been washed, he must cut the contaminated section out of the fabric, leather, weave, or knit. But if it reappears in the fabric, weave, or knit, or on any leather article, it is spreading. You must burn the contaminated article. If the mildew disappears from the fabric, weave, or knit, or any leather article after washing, then it is to be washed again, and it will be clean. This is the law concerning a mildew contamination in wool or linen fabric, weave, or knit, or any leather article, for pronouncing it clean or unclean. Mark 6 1-29. And he went out from there and came into his hometown, and his disciples follow him. And the Sabbath having come, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many hearing were astonished, saying, From where to this man are these things, and what is the wisdom having been given to him, even the miracles such as are done by his hands? Is not this the carpenter, The son of Mary, and brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon. And are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. And Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor, except in his hometown, and among his relatives, and in his household. And he was not able to do any work of power there, except having laid the hands on a few sick, he healed them. And he was amazed because of their unbelief. And he was going around the villages, teaching. And he calls to him the twelve, and he began to send them forth two by two and he gave to them authority over the unclean spirits. And he instructed them that they should take nothing for the journey, except only a staff no bread, nor bag, nor money in the belt. But wearing sandals, and do not put on two tunics. And he would say to them, wherever you enter into a house, remain there until you go out from there. And if any place will not receive you nor hear you, departing from there, shake off the dust which is under your feet, for a testimony against them. And having gone out, they preached that they should repent and they were casting out many demons, and were anointing many sick with oil, and healing them. And King Herod heard, for his name became well known. And people were saying, John, the one baptizing, is risen out from the dead, and because of this the miraculous powers operate in him. But others were saying, He is Elijah, and others were saying, A prophet, like one of the prophets. And Herod having heard, was saying, John, whom I beheaded he is risen. For Herod himself, having sent, seized John, and bound him in prison, on account of Herodias, the wife of Philip his brother, because he had married her. For John had been saying to Herod, It is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. And Herodias held it against him, and wished to kill him, and was not able. For Herod was afraid of John, knowing him a righteous and holy man, and he kept him safe. And having heard him, he was greatly perplexed, and heard him gladly. And an opportune day having come, when Herod on his birthday made a banquet to his great men, and to the chief captains, and to the leading men of Galilee. And the daughter of Herodias herself having come in, and having danced, pleased Herod and those reclining with him. And the king said to the girl, Ask me whatever you wish, and I will give to you. And he swore to her, Whatever you might ask me, I will give you, up to half of my kingdom. And she having gone out, said to her mother, What shall I ask? And she said, The head of John the one baptizing. And having entered immediately with haste to the king, she asked, Saying, I desire that you give to me the head of John the Baptist upon a platter at once. And the king, having been made very sorrowful, on account of the oaths and those reclining with him, did not want to refuse her. And immediately the king, having sent an executioner, commanded to be brought his head. And having gone, he beheaded him in the prison. And brought his head upon a platter, and gave it to the girl, and the girl gave it to her mother. And his disciples having heard it, came and took up his body, and laid it in a tomb. Psalm 39 1-13. For the choirmaster. For Jedithon. A psalm of David. I said, I will watch my way so that I will not sin with my tongue, I will guard my mouth with a muzzle as long as the wicked are present. I was speechless and still, I remained silent, even from speaking good, and my sorrow was stirred. My heart grew hot within me, as I mused, the fire burned. Then I spoke with my tongue. Show me, O Lord, my end and the measure of my days. Let me know how fleeting my life is. You, indeed have made my days as handbreadths, and my lifetime as nothing before you. Truly each man at his best exists as but a breath. Sela, Surely every man goes about like a phantom, surely he bustles in vain, he heaps up riches not knowing who will haul them away. And now, O Lord, for what do I wait? My hope is in you. Deliver me from all my transgressions, do not make me the reproach of fools. I have become mute, I do not open my mouth because of what you have done. Remove your scourge from me. I am perishing by the force of your hand. You discipline and correct a man for his iniquity, consuming like a moth what he holds dear, surely each man is but a vapor. Selah. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and give ear to my cry for help, do not be deaf to my weeping. For I am a foreigner dwelling with you, a stranger like all my fathers. Turn your gaze away from me, that I may again be cheered before I depart in am no more. Proverbs ten ten. He who winks the eye causes grief, and foolish lips will come to ruin.